Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. If you're keeping track at home, this is Season 4, Episode 22. If you're keeping track overall, that's 172 football and beer-laced episodes. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. Craig, Week 12 in the books. We're on to Week 13. For some folks, the fantasy playoffs are starting. For those of us in DFS, we're hitting our stride because we're starting to find some consistency in the predictions. That's fantastic. I'm so super excited for that. There's a lot to discuss. But as we speak, the Steelers and Ravens game is still on. Um, but you know what? We're, 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 we're moving on to week 13. Let's just, just jump right into it. Oh, that's not going to work. You gotta, you gotta, I'm still getting the hang of this sound effect thing. So <laughs> let's, let's try that again. Here we go. We're going to jump right into it. There we go. And uh, Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, so tonight, <clears throat> I am drinking a beer that I actually gave a can to you by Counterweight. Oh! Uh, th- this is called Ho Ho Hope for the Kids. You know what? That's exactly yeah. what I have in the glass next to me. That is amazing. And this is, this is interesting because Craig hands me this can, and he says, we have had this beer before. I don't know where. I don't know what it was called. But I know we've had this somewhere else before. So I said, all right. So I'm going into the fridge to get myself the beer for tonight. And I fully intend to have this beer. And my wife says, what are you pulling out for the podcast? Because she knows if if I pull out something new, she's going to steal a little sip of it. Right. So I said, I'm pulling out the ho, 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 hope for the kids. And she goes, oh, pour me like two ounces of it. So I get one of our taster glasses. I pour it. And I tell her what Craig told me. She takes one sniff and one sip and goes, oh, yeah, we've had this before. Where have we had this before? <laughs> so now I'm All standing right. there holding so the can. It's, it's up to you. Right. So I'm holding the can. I'm like, don't say any more. I haven't tried it yet. I'm not. I'm going to try it live. We will do it live. All right. Here we go. So here it is. I will say, okay, so it, it, it there was a tiny bit of sediment in the bottom of my can. So that tells me it's going to be more of a, um, a juicier IPA or a double dry hop. Let me see what it is. All right. Okay, the nose is very pineapple-y. Mm-hmm. All right, here we yep. go. He's trying it. I can't see him. I'm just assuming. And the answer is... He's thinking. I, you're absolutely right. You can't see me, and you, you know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm looking off into space, and I'm smacking my lips because I'm trying to get the taste palette. And your brain's going to say, you've had this before. My, and then brain, my brain is saying that. <clears throat> my yep. brain is saying, my brain is saying, this sounds, it feels like something I've had at Two Roads. Really? Now, you don't think it's um, another beer from Counterweight. What's the one that you really like? Um, crucial critical mass. mass. Critical, crucial mass. mass. Uh, crucial or critical mass. Um, no, this is, this is not as juicy as Crucial Mass. It's a little drier. I'm getting almost – hold on. I'm going back in. All right. Go ahead. Go for it. Hmm. Yep. See? It's good. It's very good. But it, it bugs me that I'm getting this the, was something else. <laughs> I'm getting the dryness up front. <laughs> I'm getting the juiciness in the back end. Mm-hmm. Yep. Honestly, you <laughs> want to know what it reminds me of? What does it remind you of? It reminds me of Road to Ruin. Really? I'm getting a very Road to Ruin dry, hoppy flavor off of it. 
they, you know what? Maybe on the the back end, but up front, it's very juicy compared to Road to Ruin. It, yes, to me. it's it's like if Too Juicy and Road to Ruin had a baby, this would be it. But you know, if you sell, if you say to me, drink this beer, you've had it before. Tell me what it is. My first, get, this definitely tastes something too roadish. Definitely too roadish. Little juicy, maybe. You know what? No, but you didn't. You didn't really like that one. I didn't didn't. really like little juicy. I'll drink it. Don't get me wrong, (laughs) but I didn't really love it. You know what? Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna say this reminds me of a combination of too juicy and Road to Ruin, Hmm, and it is very good. I'm gonna need to go buy. Let Let me just ask an open question for Connecticut-based beer drinkers. How the hell does Counterweight keep putting out really, really good IPAs and keeping the cost down? Because Headway is like ten to twelve dollars a four pack. Yeah. This is running for about twelve dollars a four pack, and it's really yep. good. You know, and then you go and you're like, oh, well, I want to get a four pack of Two Juicy. Well, it's going to be fifteen ninety nine. Why is it five dollars? It's a dollar and a quarter to a dollar and a half more expensive for these high level IPAs. When counterweight keeps pushing them out at like reasonable prices, what are they doing differently? Hmm, that's you know what? That is an excellent question. I, I we've had this discussion on different Facebook groups that and it's it, it is almost a no-brainer. If you go onto a Connecticut Facebook beer page and the conversation is about the best value in IPAs, counterweight will come up, headway comes up every single time. Because if you find like like the, the the huge liquor store over by us, Total, they'll do headway headway I think for nine ninety nine a four pack. It's the only mm-hmm. decent IPA you can get for under ten dollars a four pack. It's huh. the only one. Name another one that's that that we would. I mean, Road to Ruin twelve ninety nine. Okay, um, Two Juicy is like fourteen ninety nine. Most of the good ones are, and we're seeing we're seeing beers now at fifteen sixteen. We we're seeing them at twenty dollars a four pack. Some of oh, these yeah. craft beers, yeah, and they're doing it for half the price, and their beer's good. Their it's beer is good. good. Like there wasn't. Um, we Three went more. there, didn't we? Yeah, we yes, did. Yes, we did. That was the one where we had to sit upstairs right next to the brewing yep, room. Yep, yep. So it smelled I like mean, smelled like there malt. wasn't. I think there was one beer I tried that I I wasn't crazy about, but the rest was pretty good. They do a good it was job. Pretty solid. Oh, Counterweight does an amazing job. Amazing job. So. All right, let's let's uh let's move on to uh, Burning Man. Okay. I'm not giving you an option this week because I have a lot to talk about. Okay, sure. So, uh, question number one comes yeah. from our contributor Cinch. Yep. So Cinch writes me earlier this week and says, "You know what I want to hear on the podcast this week? I want to hear about late season waiver pickups." With uh. with <laughs> yeah. And my response was, "Who's left to talk about?" And yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I did a quick look. I did a quick look at CBS Fantasy. Who And again, that's the thing. Leagues differ. Someone who I mention right now might not be on the waivers in your league, but there's a chance that they are. So they take a look at people in their leagues that um, are, are – more on uh, available more than other leagues so uh, ba- basically they look at it and say okay well he's available in only he's available in 63 percent of the leagues so we're going to presume he's available so yeah. all right so i'm gonna i want to just really quick i'm gonna throw 
I'm going to throw a couple of names. I'm going to throw a couple of names at you right off the bat. So here, my, my question in advance is going to be, as you hear these names, if you could grab one for a season-long playoff run, who would you grab? Okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm going to give you one at each position. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick this week is is only rostered in 37% of all leagues. We all know two mm-hmm. is hurt. Yep. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, scrolling down, Devontae mm-hmm. Booker. Well, yeah. Benny Snell's on the list. Oh. Yeah, he's right <laughs> behind Devontae Booker. Um, Debo Samuel. And then a mm-hmm. tight end, Kyle Rudolph. Ooh. So let's imagine you could – let's imagine that – and again, at this point, you're probably looking at your team and you're saying, that I, I don't have holes at every position. But if I said to you, you have a super flex to fill because you had a key injury – and those were the guys you had to choose from. So you had Rudolph. I'm going back up to the list. Rudolph, Samuel, uh, Devontae Booker, or Fitzmagic. All things being equal, who's the guy you want on your roster going into the playoffs as a late end? <clears throat> okay, so if I had a position that was a super flex. Right. Knowing Ed, me, so if you listen to this podcast, it's in a shock. I would go with Fitzpatrick. You do love Fitzpatrick. Good. Because right now, if you have, if you have the, um, if you have Parker, like his value just increased by five. Oh yeah, Devontae. Because yeah. Fitzpatrick is going to throw to Devontae Parker a lot. So see, I'm gonna. Go I would with, go with Parker. I'm gonna go with Devontae Booker because Josh Jacobs is nursing an ankle injury, and they're playing the Jets. <laughs> and according to CBS, he's only rostered in 34% of all leagues. I really should just go in and make a waiver claim on him right now while we're talking. You could do that. I, 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 I Well, I can't. I, I've got too oh. many screens open. I'm trying to monitor 17 <laughs> different things. I, 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 re- I want to, but waivers don't run until tomorrow because of the Steelers and everything that happened there. So, um, all right. Yeah. I, 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 listen, if you're, if you're getting ready to make a playoff run and a late injury has hurt you, Go into your waiver wire and take the best available. Just somebody. Do it. Just pick up somebody. Pick up a body. Pick up a body. And don't listen to experts who sit there, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't take a look at Devontae Booker because you should think about Benny Snell because Benny Snell's carried the ball 3.7 times per game. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Look at your team. Every league is different. There are guys out there. Benny Snell, I think, I didn't see his numbers from today, but I saw him get a couple carries when I checked in on that game. And that was because James Conner was in COVID. So here goes here here it is. Everybody will go crazy. Everybody's gonna go pick up Benny Snell tomorrow morning. James Conner walks through that door waving a piece of paper that says I'm negative and Benny Snell is worthless. Again. Not that he you know, just in fantasy fantasy wise. Fantasy. Not worthless. as a human being. No none of these no, guys no, are no. worthless as a human being. <laughs> none of them. So all right, so that was my question for you. What do you got for me? All right. So for me, I just want to get your opinion on this this topic. So you remember oh. what happened to Tyrod Taylor with his doctor, the team doctor, oh, punching yeah. his lung? Yeah, the lung puncture. Yeah. Yeah. Almost forgot. Um, Tyrod has declined to file a grievance against the Chargers. Okay. So do you think? I mean, do you think his his logic is to not create? You know tension between him and the team or was it just tyrod being like you know crap happens and let's get over it i think there's something we don't know 
I think there's something we don't know. <clears throat> maybe maybe he has some sort of condition, or he told the doctor a safe place to poke. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I I can't imagine. I mean, does he think he's going to retain his job this way? Absolutely not. I mean, they're not going to pull Justin Herbert. Which, by the way, Anthony Lynn needs to go. Needs so to you go. Think he's he's on the hot seat. Anthony Lynn. Yeah. Anthony Lynn's seat is so hot that I think he might be sitting in hell. Oh, wow. There is no way. I watched the end of that game last week. It was complete mismanagement by the Chargers. They don't have the faintest clue what they're doing. He doesn't have the faintest clue what he's doing. He has got a young, talented team. Eckler is, all right, listen, Eckler's never going to be a top five back, but he's serviceable. Keenan Allen is one of the best 10 to 15 wide receivers in the league. He is not the best wide receiver in the AFC West, no matter what he says. Tyreek Hill showed us that this week. Tyreek Hill did everything, (laughs) but when he did his flip into the uh, end zone, look at the camera and go, hey, Keenan, hi. So (laughs) I don't want to hear any of that, but that team has talent, and they are terrible. They are poorly coached. He needs to go. He needs to go, and and I think he will go. I think he's going to be a Black Monday firing, but mm. I, I, yep. I, don't, I don't remember what your original question was. <laughs> I got oh, so Ty- much. Ty- Ty- Tyra Ty- Taylor. Not filing a grievance I, I just, against I, the charters. I think he's, th- you know, th- there might be more information we don't know about. Maybe there's some sort of history there. Maybe it's something he didn't tell them. I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. I, I can't imagine he thinks he's saving his job this way, and I can't imagine. It, it must be the only the only thing is a he did something wrong that caused that that contributed to the issue, or b he thinks it was an honest mistake and there's no grievance there. There's nothing there. I, I, hmm. okay. may, I mean, don't be don't. I wouldn't be shocked if the if they they walked up to him and say, "Listen, we're going to keep your roster through the end of the year, but if you fire file a grievance." Which, again, by the way, is illegal by labor board standards to go in there and say, hey, don't file a grievance and you'll get your bonus. But I wouldn't be shocked if that conversation happened. Wouldn't be shocked. He knows he's near the end of his career. He knows he's probably never getting another starting job. Yeah. <clears throat> you could argue he he's, shouldn't have had this one. If he goes if he goes somewhere else, he's definitely going to be a backup. He's a backup. Like, you know, right now, I wouldn't mind if he was on the Bengals, but, you know. <laughs> well, Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I just, I, I think it's 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 probably, if anything, it's the long game, but I'm not really reading too much into it. Okay. Okay, question, right. question the third, and the yeah. burning question that is just all over the NFL. Yeah. The COVID stuff in Baltimore. Dun, so, dun. we learned that patient zero of the Baltimore outbreak was most likely their strength and training conditioning coach who refused to wear a mask inside the facility at any time, refused to wear the NFL tracking monitor in or out of the facility, and who John Harbaugh thinks is a key to them being competitive. This game was delayed three times and played six days later Craig, is it appropriate, given the fact that we now know there was a member of the staff who was completely non-compliant with NFL rules, 
for the Ravens to even get an opportunity to play today? So you're saying, <clears throat> should we, like, discipline the coach? Well, what should we do? There's the more general question. What should we do? This wasn't simply one of our guys was walking down the street and someone coughed on him, and he unwittingly brought it in. A coach right. walked through the door, openly refused to abide by the guidelines, infected 30, infected or suspected infections of 30-plus individuals. And yeah. the NFL basically bent over backwards, rescheduling left and right to accommodate Baltimore. This wasn't an accidental infection. This was an infection brought on by an individual who refused to take steps to protect the people around him. Is this yeah. different, and should it, should it have been handled differently? It should have been handled differently, even though <clears throat> Harbaugh likes this coach. If you... If you willingly don't wear a mask, like, and I'll even give you the benefit of the doubt, like, if you take it off sometimes while you're coaching people, I'll say, okay, I'll give you a pass. But if you don't, if you don't wear the tracker the NFL gave everyone, yeah, like, will you willingly do not wear it? Uh, you know, that's that's pretty big because what I read happened is he he was infected. He actually infected other coaches yep and then those coaches infected a nutritionist who was preparing uh player player meals yep who she then or he handed out who then infected players yeah so it was a giant avalanche this is really how infections work that's exactly but, uh, how it works that's how outbreaks happen yeah so i personally me if i was the owner of you know of the ravens he would have been fired and they, air quotes, disciplined him. What does that mean? They find him? Maybe. They, you know? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's Here, big. Here's my take on it. The Ravens should have, should have forfeited this game. And the NFL needs to stand up. And the commissioner apparently made remarks at halftime today that I didn't bother to turn into. Tune into, rather. Because it does not make a difference what he says. He says all these things. Remember the big speech he gave at the draft about keeping everybody safe? And you know what? Mm -hmm. Frankly, it's bull****. <laughs> it is absolutely <laughs> not true. Hey, we're, we're marked as explicit. You don't have to bleep yourself. <laughs> but you know what? Because I'm going to go off on a rant here, and I'm going to say all sorts of stupid that I don't really want going on to the podcast. <laughs> that and I get to use the mother button we have here. I might as well use it. I paid for it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I really just want to test out the button. But I am, I'm upset about this because this is stupid. This Very. is stupid. This is not accidental. Accidental <clears throat> I get. I get. Early on in the season, we had uh, a Patriots minor concern. That caused some rescheduling. We had, who was the other team that caused all sorts of rescheduling? Uh, Why am I drawing a blank on, the on this? Saints. The Saints was one, but there was another one. Oh, uh, Titans. Tennessee. Yes, yes. Had They're the ones that started. Right. That was supposedly accidental. People followed the rules, and it still happened, which is possible. It is possible. That's why it drives me nuts. People are like, masks aren't 100% effective. I wore a mask, and I got sick. Okay, it, it didn't work in your, your case, okay? But it works in 95%. You're in the 5% chance. It happens. I get that. This isn't that. This is a coach walked in and said, your mask, and 
your tracker. I'm not doing it. And infected the entire team. This should cost you the game. The rest of the league should not bend over backwards for your ineptitude. And you know what? John Harbaugh should be held accountable for allowing it to happen in his building. Yeah. <clears throat> He's the boss, other, well, other than the owner. At but yeah. the end of the day, there are three people that everyone in that building must listen to, and they are the owner, the GM, and the coach. And sometimes those roles overlap, particularly if you're Jerry Jones who is the owner and the GM and sometimes thinks he's the coach. You need to own that building, and you need to own what happened there, and it didn't happen. So you know what? You forfeit, because you know what the owner, the GM, and the coach care about? Wins. Yep. Plain and simple. And Roger Goodell, if he had any sort of testicular manitude, would stand up and say, the next time this happens, there will be forfeits. But you know what? I'm going to say something really controversial right now. And I know a lot of people out there agree with this. It's just not something you hear a lot of people say professionally. He is gutless when it comes to this. He has been gutless the entire time. He has a history of that. It's clear he really just does whatever whatever the owners really want him to do. Yes. So. Do you remember four, almost 40 years ago? I can't remember when it exactly happened, but the owners in baseball fired their um, their commissioner and they was appointed. Is that Tagliabue? No, no. No, he was NFL. And NFL, they, yeah. Yeah, no, they fired whoever the MLB commissioner was and they put Bud Selig in there and everybody went uh, nuts yes. saying, Bud Selig's an owner. He's going to kowtow to the owner's want. <laughs> and he did, but so does Paul Tagliabue. That's the nature of the freaking job. Not Tagliabue. Who am I thinking of? Why am I drawing a blank? Tagliabue is <laughs> the old commissioner. Your head. <laughs> Roger. Roger Goodell. No, we're yes. just we're, so many names are flying through my head now. I got Bud Selig. I've crossed over another thing. Roger <laughs> Goodell is so far up the of the owners that he just does not. He doesn't care about the players. And after the scandal they had with the concussions, he can't afford this look. And you know <laughs> what? I was going to say this for my final thought, but I'm just going to say it now and just get it out there. He deserves to be booed every draft for the rest of his life. <laughs> I hope after he retires, whatever Arizona <laughs> retirement community is, when the NFL draft comes on, I hope one of his no- his, his neighbors knocks on his doors and boos him <laughs> as the draft opens. Because he he made a conscious decision here to not hold the team accountable and put 30-plus players and coaches at risk. End of story. Yeah. So what do you, like, so let's say that the Ravens had a forfeit. What happens to the Steelers' record? Do they get a tie? They get a win. Actually, there's, win. there is a rule on this. I, I, I Don't ask me how I know this. I honestly <laughs> don't. I don't know. I remember how I know this. But in the case a team is unable to perform a game as scheduled, they uh they take a loss, they forfeit the game, and the official scoring of the game is one nothing in favor of the team who was offended. So this game huh. should have gone into the record books as Pittsburgh one, Ravens zero. And and really That's quick, weird. they should have made it a two. Really made quick, more sense. <clears throat> Pittsburgh is a paper paper eleven to zero, right? Can we just? Can I we, think so. Can we just say that right now? They are. Who have they beaten? Who have they beaten? Mm-mm. 
Um, the Giants. Here, I'll run down the list. You tell me when I hit a good team. All right. Okay. And okay, there's go a ahead. good team on here, but you're not going to acknowledge them as a good team. So, all right, here we go. <laughs> okay. Giants. Yeah. Broncos. Yeah. Texans. Bill O'Brien's uh, Texans. Yeah. Week three, Ooh, Bill O'Brien's okay. Texans. <laughs> Eagles. Yeah. Browns. Yeah. Titans. Yeah. That was the one where they needed the miracle miss. <clears throat> they won 27-24. Yeah. Ravens. Healthy Ravens, 28-24. <clears throat> okay. Cowboys. No. Bengals. No. Jaguars. No. Now the Ravens again. Now they're bad. So you could make the argument, well, the Browns and the Titans, the Titans were in the AFC Championship last year. The Titans have struggled more than people thought they would. They and have. The... After that Bengal loss, I feel like the, up until let this past Sunday, the Titans were like in a fog. Yes. They didn't know what the hell was going on. Yes. But you know what? I'm worried they frighted the ship. They did this last year, too. Look at their record <laughs> last year. Well, they also made the change from Mariota to Tannehill in the beginning of the season. Like, after, like, three games, they made that change. Remember? Wow. I forgot about Marcus. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mariota was the starter, I think, the first two games last year. And they made the change, and all of a sudden, they started to get good. Same sort of thing is happening this year. They're just a team that takes a little while to warm up. Now, let's talk about their schedule going forward. Okay. You let me know when they're going to lose. This is the Titans or the Steelers? This is the Steelers. Okay. Now they have to play at home against Washington. Nah. At the Bills. Ooh. I think they, they lose that game. They can lose that game. I don't think they could. I think they do. Yep. At the Bengals. Yeah, they're probably going to win. Yeah, because of the injuries. I get it. Yep. Colts. Nope. They'll yeah, beat the Colts. Depends what Colts show up. At the Browns. They're probably going to win. So let's say we give the benefit of the doubt to the teams that are pretty good there. They've got five games left, and three of them are against teams with winning records. Yes. <laughs> they could go 13-3, and three, lose three of their last four games. I just don't think they're that good. The only quality no, win on their schedule. So. The only quality wins on their schedule are the Browns. They just decimated the Browns. It was thirty-eight to seven. But it's divisional. It's divisional. Give me a good divisional, a non-divisional opponent. Well, they beat the Titans on a miracle. They needed, they needed a bad Titans kick mm. to win that game, or a bad Titans play. Yeah. Anyway, like that's that's the thing about so. It, in the NFC North, that's the other thing about the Browns too. Did you look at the Browns' schedule and why they're why they're eight and three? I can pull it up right now. So the, they beat the Jaguars, the Eagles, the Texans. They beat the Bengals twice. They beat Washington. Yes. They beat Dallas. But no one's calling them a Super Bowl team right now. I have people actually are... heard people start those murmurs again. No. They're a, they're, they're a year or two off. Baker Mayfield cannot. Baker Mayfield is as bad in adversity as Lamar Jackson is. Like the Raven last week. Well, yeah. Well, no. Last week. The beginning of this season, rather. The Ravens decimated them 38 to 6. Yeah. And then they rebounded against the Bengals, Washington, and Cowboys and Colts. Then they lost to the Steelers. Then they beat the Bengals. Then they lost to the Raiders. Then they beat the Texans, Eagles, and Jaguars. Right. I can go out on the street corner in Milford and get a team together that could possibly beat the Texans, Eagles, and Jaguars. 
<laughs> and you know what? Their schedules this are getting worse. Their schedules are getting worse. They got the Titans this week. They're going to lose the Titans. Okay, let's let's yes. just say that. But then they're at home against the Ravens. They're going to win that game. Then they're at the Jets. They're going to win that game. Then yep. they're at home against the Steelers in January. There's a chance they win that game. So I only see two definitive losses, which means eleven and five, maybe ten and six. If I'm wrong, mm-hmm. they're going to win ten games this year. Yeah, it's more than I put them at. But I'm not putting them in the. I'm not putting them in the Super Bowl. They're not getting by Kansas City in the playoffs. They're not getting by. Who else is in the playoffs? Where the hell's the playoff race? <laughs> We're that far in the season, folks. We need to start talking about playoff standings. We do. All right, here we go. Playoff. All right, who is it? All right, so the AFC. Up oh, there we go. All right, so as of it's, right now, it's different this year, right? Because yeah. there's an extra team. Yep. It's it used to be six, now it's seven, right? Mm-hmm. The Colts. Oh my God, the Miami Dolphins are a playoff team as of today. As of right now, <clears throat> piloted by four? It's Magic. Because they have, the, they have a, and they're a better team than Indy, according to this, by the way. Just so you know, they're 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 six seed over Indy at the seven seed. I don't think Cleveland can beat Indy in the playoffs. They'll pe- beat Miami, but they're not going to beat Buffalo. They're not going to beat Tennessee. No. They're not going to beat Kansas no. City. And I don't think they're no. going to beat Pittsburgh. In the, in, and you know why? It's not even about who how good they are. It's experience. Not a yeah. single <clears throat> one of them has a. Not a single one of their core guys has playoff experience that they can use. No. To go- I mean, they had, you know, OBJ, but he's gone, and that was it. Yes. Yes. Nick Chubb has never played in the playoff game. Baker Mayfield has never played in the playoff game. And that's why I say they're a year or two it's off. It's different. It's completely it's different. different. It's completely different. Completely different. The other side of the ball, I'm just going to really quick look at the NFC here. The Cardinals would be the last team in at six and five. The Bucks would be in at seven and five. The Rams would be in at seven and four. The Giants would host a home game at four and seven. The Packers are eight and three. Seattle is eight and three. And New Orleans somehow is still nine and two, even though everyone just keeps dying. <laughs> I think I think literally every one of their key offensive players has missed a game already, and they're still uh, nine yes. and two and haven't lost a game in the division because their division is terrible. Yes. Okay, we could spend an entire episode breaking this down, but you know what we need to do? Yeah. It, it, it's time. It's time, Craig. It's time for, for America's what? favorite game. <laughs> if you have not heard America's favorite game before, this is where Craig tries to pick the best games to use for fantasy football based on the spread numbers. So I have in front of me four games, only four this week, Craig. That have four. an over/under of at least fifty points. Wow! Four. And I have the presumptive total, so we can get specific about um, okay. about who's going to do what. You have three All strikes, right. just like a family feud board. <laughs> Give me the four games that are at least a fifty-point over/under. Okay, let's go. Colts Texans. Colts Texans is a 51. Nice. Oh, I have the volume down. You didn't get your buzzer noise. Here it comes. There you go. There's your dinging noise. Sorry. <laughs> I'm still learning this. It's a 51, and it's a spread of three. So the presumptive total is Colts 27, Texans 24. I think that's generous for the Texans, don't you? I I think so. I th- I I think it is. I mean, the Colts are seven and four. 
Texans are four and seven. The Colts actually have really surprised me this year. Yeah. But it, you know, it now the Texans have a new coach. So it's really going to depend on what Colts team shows up. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I'm not really eager to use anyone in that game. I'll have to look at matchups and maybe the metric will use one of those guys. It's no longer Will Fuller. Tell yeah, you that Will much. Fuller, oh my God. That guy just finds ways to miss time. He does. He went off last week, and I guess now we know why. It, so, it, yeah. And we know why he hasn't <laughs> been hurt. I know. Who so, falls you know, in, quick, in his defense, the NFL drug list is like 12 pages. Yeah, so but you it could have been Benadryl. So I don't know. You know what it is up front. <laughs> if my employer hands me a list and says, don't take any of these medications without telling us in advance, I know not to take those medications without telling right, them in right. advance. It's not <laughs> like they said, Okay, the mystery list. Here's the five medications you can't have taken this week. Show me the big board, Johnny. It's not like it's a secret. And it's not like it's new. We've been doing this for years, Will. Come on. All right, so you got the first one. Talk to me. All right. Uh, Next, let's go Saints-Falcons. Saints-Falcons is incorrect. Strike one. I don't have the actual number up in front of me, but I'm going to double check it because Lord knows I've made mistakes on this before. Saints Falcons, where are you on the computer? Uh, that is an over under of loading forty five and a half. Ooh, really? You would think that's going to be a high scoring game because both those teams love to just throw the ball and no one knows how to play defense. But true, not. very so, true. Strike one. What do you got for me now? Okay, next let's go Rams Cardinals. Rams Cardinals, and that is strike mm. two. Oh, man. Strike two. Rams Cardinals is a 48 and a half. Oh, close. The Cardinals defense either shows up or doesn't show up. And I think Vegas has just been like, you know what? We're just tired of trying to figure it out. (laughs) Let's just presume they're good. Fantasy-wise, I've used them like five times this year. They've either been plus 10 or minus five every time. There's no in between. (laughs) They're never like plus three. Oh, we got a couple turnovers. We gave a bunch of points. It's either we got three turnovers and a defensive touchdown, or we gave up 38 points and did nothing. So, strike two on you. You've got three more to go. Let's go with a wacky division game of Broncos-Chiefs. Broncos-Chiefs is absolutely correct. 50-and-a-half is the over-under on there, and the Chiefs are a massive favorite. Uh, I'm doing the math in my head. Seven-point favorite, uh, which, you know, it doesn't – well, no, it's more than that. It's a 12-point favorite, isn't it? Uh, 14. Jeez, I can't do math today. It's a 14-point <laughs> favorite. The presumptive total there is 32-18. I think that sounds about right. The Chief defense yeah. is woeful. They can't stop anything. They couldn't stop a stroller going down a two-degree incline. <laughs> let alone the... Uh, and I get it. The Broncos... Well, the Broncos, all their quarterbacks are dead. Well, they all got cleared today. So they're all back at practice as of today. That doesn't count. And the Chiefs are a scoring machine. We saw that this week. There is, and this is going to upset some of you out there, and, and particularly one of our contributors. The tears of Tom Brady are what sustain me through the pandemic. <laughs> Watching Tom Brady realize his only hope is Mike Evans and try to coach yeah. Mike Evans into actually being a football player is sustaining. Did you see that? He went over and talked to him. Did you see the look on that. Mike Evans? It was like somebody who just got told the puppy you got for Christmas just ran away. That was the look on his Mike Evans face. There will never be happiness again was the look on Mike Evans face. And he caught a touchdown three minutes later, spiked the ball, and then still looked miserable. He did. 
So, so okay. you know, I have to say though, I don't know if that was that interception was necessarily Mike Evans' fault because Brady did throw it into someone's helmet. Yes. So yes, that yeah. was just that was just you know you need to get the ball up a little bit. Brady was trying to laser line it, and it just it wasn't a, it wasn't a, wasn't a great decision by Brady on that one. But no. All right, so you got two, but you got two strikes. You got one more shot. Oh, I got two man. games on the list. Let's go. I don't know why I'm going to pick this game. Let's go Browns-Titans. Browns-Titans is correct. That is a 54. It is the highest over-under of the week. The presumptive total is Titans 30, Browns 24. And and let's let's be honest here. 24 points ain't coming out of Baker Mayfield's arm. So that means that you're looking at Nick Chubb. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You are looking at Nick Chubb. So, yeah, I think think that is going to be a... I think it's going to be a point fest. I think 54 is accurate. I would take the under if I had to, uh, if I had to pick. But I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and I think I'm going to look at the running backs as chalk plays. Yeah, definitely. All right, Craig. All right. You've got one left. I've got one matchup on my screen. I don't think there's any chance in hell you'll get this. So I'm putting my <laughs> I'm putting my finger under over the game over button, and okay. that's not that's not me doubting your abilities. That's uh, when I tell man. you that you got, this is the game that you missed. You're gonna be like, really? <laughs> that's your hint. Don't okay. Go, you got to go All outside right. what you perceive as normal right now. <laughs> Whew. Okay. In my brain, it's one of two games. All right, give me both. All right, so my brain is looking at, because of what happened last week, Jaguars-Vikings. Okay, what's the other one? The other one would be uh, Lions-Bears. Okay. All right. So, so are you you narrow it down to that, too? Is that what you're going to go with, one of those two? Yes. Okay. Which one are you going to go with? I'm going to go with the Vikings. Jaguars at Vikings is correct. Bam. 52 and a half is the over-under in that game. Craig wins America's favorite game this week. I don't know. I, I don't understand how that game is so highly. The ja- Okay, but here's the other part of it. The presumptive total yeah. is 31-21. It's a 10-point spread. Mm-hmm. You tell me the Vikings aren't going to get to 31 points. It's possible. I know Cook. I don't know what Cook's status is. I haven't really looked at it. I know. I think they said he was going to be it, fine. I think it has to do with Kirk Cousins. Like the last three weeks, he's just exploded. But that's what he does, and then he goes out there and throws four picks on three attempts, and people don't understand. They they sit there and say, "Wait a minute, that's physically impossible. How do you have three attempts and four picks?" <laughs> but he finds a way. He finds a way to do the impossibly bad. I just. Uh, it it you know yep. the old joke about Kurt cousins we used to have it's yeah. like there is two of them and there in a is. hotel room on the sunday mornings they flip a coin to decide who gets to go play is it kurt or kirk it's kirk <laughs> but i think his evil twin brother kurt forces him into a coin flip and when kurt wins and goes and plays it's bad yes exactly it's, it's just bad so you know I, I don't see the jaguar scoring 21 points either i mean james robinson's come on really strong but i, I just don't see it. he honestly he's probably the only fantasy value there is on that team right now only fantasy viable person on that team right now so yes i believe it or not we're having such a good time we're way off schedule let's get to the match <laughs> excellent <laughs> you know what i need to do that hold on a second 
it, we need to move on to the metric. There we go. There's the sound effect. Okay. Um, all right. So the metric this week, last week was a great week for the metric. Uh, I know, I know some folks listen to us and, and, and I, you know, a lot is happening. So I want, I want to put this disclaimer out there. Don't forget we record on Wednesdays. So much with COVID happens between Wednesday and Sunday morning. Don't take everything I say at face value. Stop and go back. It's okay. Well, you know what? Britt said I should use Patrick Mahomes on Wednesday. Since then, Patrick Mahomes has missed practice twice with no excuse, turned up in a bar in Vienna, and declared himself a citizen of India. It can happen. <laughs> Th- things change rapidly right now. Double check stuff. But as of Wednesday, these are the guys that we like. So, and Mahomes is a bad example because he did pay off last week. <laughs> Mahomes and Hill absolutely <laughs> saved did. my week. And I was I was actually winning a lot of money until that game happened, and then I wasn't. I I didn't even realize how backloaded I was into the four o'clock game in my lineups. So I grabbed my phone at like three thirty, and I'm like, I better be winning money. And I'm I have I'm not winning a single pool, no <laughs> tournaments, no cash, nothing. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. Here we go again. Blah blah blah. I chucked the phone down. I put on the Chiefs game. By the time Tyreek Hill had a second touchdown, I was winning in every pool I was in. Every pool because I had Mahomes and Hill in almost every pool. And the one pool I didn't, I had Kelsey. So I I just never give up hope, folks. Live the dream. Never. Week 13. Chalk play of the week is also the value play of the week. And that is, again, Patrick Mahomes. Because they are going to use Denver as a get well game. And I have him for 28 points, and that's conservative. I think he could easily break 30 points. I think the reason I've only got him at 28 is because I don't expect Denver to put up a resistance. Now, he's 8,200. You want to go cheaper? Okay. I'm going to say a name you're not going to want to hear. Mitchell Trubisky. (laughs) Mitchell's only 5,400. Mitchell. Sorry, I had to make that joke. (laughs) have to make that joke. Mitchell. Is only 5,400, but I've got him pegged for like 19 points because it's Detroit. And I think he can get there. So I'm not recommending you as Mitchell Trubisky, but I'm saying if you don't want to pay $8,200 for Pat Mahomes and you need to get under 6K on your quarterback, I'm using Mitchell Trubisky. What do you like this week? Uh, so this week, yeah, you know, Patrick Mahomes is definitely the uh, chalk play of the week. I yeah. would probably avoid. Mitchell, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, yeah, Mitchell. You know there there is Aaron Rodgers playing Philly, sixty eight hundred, so that is cheaper than Mahomes if you're looking for to upgrade in other slots. And he's my number uh, two chalk play. Mahomes, my, yeah. my my if you're going straight chalk, my rankings are Mahomes and then Rodgers. And you know, my my Philly. best friend ever, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's six thousand and he's playing Cincinnati, his so, old team. Wait a minute. One of you, his old you teams. You would take you would take Fitzpatrick over Trubisky? Yes. Because I've got him pegged for eighteen and nineteen points respectively. So I, I'm I, losing a point, but I'm saving six hundred dollars. Yeah, I would. Wow. I, would. I just don't and I blame Sean. I just don't have faith in the Bears. <laughs> I blame Mitchell. All right, moving on. Running backs. There's only one name the metric like this week and it was david montgomery 
another bear. But you know what? Again, it's Detroit. It's a divisional game. Chicago has historically run all over Detroit. So I said to the metric, um, I can't use Montgomery. Give me another name. Give me some other form of value. And it said Frank Gore. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is the first yeah, year I have on. yet to use Frank Gore in a, in a, in a pool. He's only 4,400. I might have to do it this week. I don't want to. But the chalk play for me this week is Nick Chubb. I, I, I have him at 20 points. And, yes, I have Derrick Henry at 21. But the difference in their salaries makes Chubb much more attractive. So I am probably going to use Nick Chubb a lot. I might sprinkle in some Frank Gore. I got to have at least one lineup with Frank Gore, right? I have. <laughs> I think to. you do. You definitely. do. I have to at least once a year. I got to put Frank Gore into a lineup. Um, but you know what? I'm I might take a flyer on David Montgomery. I think maybe they're gonna. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that now that Mitchell Trubisky is back, they're gonna be like, all right, Mitchell, here's your first thirty plays, and they're all runs. <laughs> Just hand the ball. Just off. Just <laughs> hand the ball off, and. and that's not even a guarantee, but that might be what they do. I don't know. What do you like at running back? Uh, this week, so, I mean, if you're looking for cheap plays at running back, you know, I mean, if you can go chalk with Nick Chubb, but either is Frank Gore. Personally, I like Zach Moss playing San Francisco. He's only 4,500. But aren't you so, worried about Singletary? No, because I feel like there's – they're – you know, they're platooning it, but I don't know. I just feel like Moss has the upside Okay. compared to Singletary. Singletary is only 4,400, and I actually have them very close together. I have them both at 11 points, which makes yep. Singletary a better value on my board, but Moss is probably the better. You know, player. and if you if you want to go super chalk, you know, Derrick Henry is 9,200, but that's a lot of money. 9,200. That means he's got to get to 27 points. 27.6. I mean, clearly. He could. I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have it against Cleveland. I just don't. So, all right, wide receivers. Because believe it or not, we're running out of time. The metric said, I got good news for you. I got three names. And I went, okay. <laughs> and it said, I got Anthony Miller. I said, he's playing in Chicago. That's the Mitchell Trubisky issue again. <laughs> well, what about Darnell Mooney? Same problem. And it went, all right, don't worry about it. Brashard Perryman. I went, you want me to take three wide receivers? <laughs> all on teams that stink simply because these guys are less than $4,000 each. And it went, yes. <laughs> Here's my advice. If you're going to use Trubisky, use Miller or use Mooney. Save yourself a ton of money, maybe even so much that you could use Henry and Chubb. Think about that. If you use Mitchell Trubisky and Anthony Miller, that's like a combined $8,000. That's cheaper that, than Derrick Henry by himself. Cheap. Yes. That is very true. You might be able to use the super chalk and get some decent wide receivers in play as well. The problem is the chalk wide receivers this week are so expensive, they're not really usable. Tyree Kill's up to 9,100. Wow. Allen Robinson, 6,700. Why is Allen Robinson 6,700? Uh, because he's playing Detroit, maybe? With a new quarterback who's not sure which way he's supposed to be throwing. Devontae Adams, 9,000. Can't use him. I can't use him. DK Metcalf, 8,200. I love DK Metcalf. Can't use him. What do you like at Whiteout this week? Help me out. What am I supposed to do? Everyone's either too expensive what? or too bad. So if you want to go, actually, you know what? Because it's a division game, and because he's only 4,600, 
Jerry Judy is not a bad option against Kansas City. But he's been he's been um he's been he's got some sort of leg injury that just keeps nagging at him. That's true. He was questionable the last two weeks. He was able to go the last two weeks. He I don't think he caught a single pass. Did he catch any passes this week? I think he did. Not a lot. One of my receivers came off look empty, it up. But yeah. So I don't have oh. any faith in Judy. I can't. You know what? If he was if Joe Burrow wasn't hurt, I would say T. Higgins, but yeah. I don't know. The Bengals offense is a mess now. Um, you know, uh Kuti, you know, now that Fuller is out, that That's might be a, a little point. little uh, you know, surprise play. He's and only Brandon five hundred too. So yeah. here's my advice to wide receiver. Good luck. <laughs> That's what I got. Tight ends. The metric says use Jordan Akins. The metric told me to use Jordan Akins on Thanksgiving too. <laughs> Craig? The end. The end. That's li- I, I have uh, nothing here. It's the same situation, <laughs> except it's 4,000 versus 3,000. Everybody, Tyler Eifert's only 3,000, but he's only going to score th- seven points. Well, Noah Fant's 4,000. Okay, great. Noah Fant. Kansas City gives up loads of points to tight ends. No offense, not a bad play, but he's 4,000. And that's a lot for a tight end. When Drew Sample is staring at me 29. How much weekly, how much do you generally spend on a tight end? It really does. Tight end is usually one of the, unless there's a clear value play. Like on Thanksgiving, I played Jordan Akins. I wanted to play Jordan Akins. I clearly started Jordan Akins. But normally, it's one of the last positions I fill. I take my, put my value plays in. And uh, then I put in my chalk guys at quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. And then I go and I look at tight end. How much money do I have? If I'm still, if I'm staring down 10k at that point, yeah, I'll spend five or six k on Travis Kelsey because I know I'm going to get a decent defense for two or three k. But if I look mm-hmm. at there and I, I get there and I'm like, I've got, I've got five thousand dollars left, and I've got to fill tight end and defense, then typically I go cheaper and I look for somebody who's really value play. I mean, yeah, I don't even like see you know, Kelsey Darren here. Waller's Darren Waller's a good chalk play, but he's sixty one hundred. That's it. And John and Johnu Smith, I don't I don't know what's happening in Tennessee. He's forty one hundred, but last week he caught nothing. Caught nothing. That might be the guy I'm thinking of who screwed me over. Travis Kelsey, I'm a, I got him for sixteen points against Denver, but it's seventy three hundred. No. That's that's a lot. No, I'd rather use I'd rather use Darren Waller and save twelve hundred bucks. And Robert Tanyan's thirty-seven. That's that's not bad. Not terrible because he's playing Philly, so that that could work. Yeah. Defenses, I got no value plays at defense. So literally, I'm gonna build my lineup. <laughs> I just don't. I'm gonna build my lineup, and whatever the best defense nope. I can afford is, I'm gonna use it. Exactly. If I if I have my choice of anybody, I'm probably using Buffalo against at at San Francisco. Yeah, I'm using Buffalo if I can afford it. Twenty-seven. Maybe Seattle, but they're. Over three thousand. See, I was playing the Giants. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good choice too. So, so all right. So my plan this week is I'm definitely going to have one or two lineups where I use the Mitchell Trubisky and the ultra cheap wide receiver. I am going to try and spend minimally at wide receiver, and if I can do so and use like maybe one value running back, I get to use maybe one like David Montgomery share. I can spend up in the other spots and not have to worry about it. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be a very polar lineup for me. Everybody's going to be under 4,000 or over 8,000. There's going to be no mid-range guys this week in my lineups just because of the way these salaries are set up. Exactly. 
So believe so, it or not, yeah, yeah, you really have to. I think this week you have to go. You may have to go chalk at receiver and then find value in other spots. You got to find value somewhere because the chalk has been ultra priced up. So you got to find yes. value somewhere. So you want to go chalk at wide. You want to go chalk at wide out. That's fine, but you're probably using Mitchell Trubisky and David Montgomery. You want to use you want to use Derrick Henry or Nick Chubb with like a Patrick Mahomes? That's great. Get ready to start Darnell Mooney. You're gonna have to find it somewhere. Anyway, we're just about out of time, Craig. Let's go on the final thoughts. What do you got for me this week? Final thoughts. I just want to say hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. You know, I've been forgetting that for three she's, weeks. She's not commuting as you know at all, so she's a little behind on her podcast. She but, listens to um, it in batches. Yeah. She listens like three weeks at a time. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, um yeah. you know, I just want to say because again, I don't know. You know, we always talk about COVID every week, but I feel like yeah. we have to. So just you know, we're getting there. There's a there's several vaccines. There's other vaccines that are still in the works. Yep. I think people just have to be patient, you know, and realize you know Thanksgiving wasn't normal Thanksgiving. Yep. And this. Cr- Christmas and New Year's is now also not going to be normal. Yep. I think everyone just has to accept that by now and not have like secret underground club parties with no mask with like 400 people. Blows my mind. Just just wait. Just wait. Yeah. That's we all. will we will get back there folks, but it's going to take time. We have to be patient. Uh, along the lines of patience and acceptance is where my final thought comes from this week. It's completely outside the range of football. I have had multiple discussions with individuals who are completely convinced that our election last month was completely falsified. And I had one last week, just yesterday, actually, where I was, the guy was like, the election was fake. Okay, how do you know that? I just know. Okay, <laughs> do you have any proof of that? No, but don't worry, the Supreme Court is going to fix it. Well, are they? courts work off of facts, as far as I know, and they usually like this thing we call evidence presented. So is there evidence? Just wait. Listen, guys. <laughs> enough with this. If there's if there if if something bad happened in the election, let's put the evidence on the table. If it didn't, it didn't. But I'm just tired of hearing from everybody how some miraculous wand is gonna wa- wave and everything's gonna be okay politically in the US. It doesn't work like that. For my money, where I'm sitting right now. As a guy who sits here and does numbers for a living and does numbers for this podcast, I have yet to see anything that tells me that anything other than 80 million Americans said we would rather not have Donald Trump be the president for four more years. And until I see something contrary to that, I'm done listening to the BS about it. Let's start to come to an understanding that just like in sports, the guy we support doesn't always win. Exactly. what we have to do is, and the sun still rises the next day. So let's move on from it. Let's start getting our country into some sort of track because the pandemic is going to be over someday and we are going to be back to life as normal on some level. On some level, we're going to be back to life doing something out there. Let's not waste that time with political BS that we just don't have anything to back it up. And let's just let's just stop it. Acceptance is the key. Let's accept that we're in the middle of a pandemic and take steps to protect each other. And let's accept the fact that the until some form of evidence that has supposedly exists, but I haven't seen, comes out, 
that we're done with this and we can move on. Before you move on, please leave us a review wherever you listen to <laughs> us on Player FM, Spotify, although I think we're getting kicked off of Spotify because Spotify is starting its own podcast network and we're just not hip. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. All right, well, we're on Spotify for now. Player FM, Apple Podcasts, uh, definitely leave us a review. Stitcher. Stitcher. Uh, we're on iHeartRadio. We're basically anywhere you can find podcasts that isn't you know, so hoity-toity that they restrict the people on their podcast. So <laughs> I should have seen the writing on the wall with Spotify. About a year ago, a podcast I like called The Mads, uh, Movie Sign with the Mads, which is the guys from Mystery Science Theater, and they discuss contemporary movies. Like movie experts, like they're they're yeah. really they've watched millions of movies, and they just talk about them, and they all of a sudden they just said, by the way, we're not going to be on Spotify as of next month. We're being pulled from Spotify and blah blah blah. I should have seen the writing on the wall that that wasn't. No, nobody nobody tries to limit their outreach of their their art. You know what I mean? Nobody just sits there and says, I only want my art shown in this one museum, and it can never go anywhere else, and I don't want anyone to ever buy it out of this museum. That doesn't ever happens. That never happened. Yeah. People want their art to be shared. Um, so, you know, that was weird to me. I should have seen this, the writing on the wall that Spotify was going to go yeah. in a weird direction then. Yeah, they're they're trying to make podcasts their own exclusive thing. And I think the whole thing with Joe Rogan kind of blew up in their face. So yeah. I think they're trying to uh, undo that. Yeah. Well, that's what you get. For, you get in bed with the devil. <laughs> you got to expect kids with horns. So That's right. There you go. All right, anyway, folks, be safe until we talk to you next week. Enjoy week 13. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. <laughs>